It's episode five of the self-hosted podcast, and I'm going to be totally honest with you. I didn't really think this one through, so it's kind of a philosophical type one. So here we go. journey to taking back control of his data. Now here's Uncle Bonehead. Now, like I said, I wasn't really, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not, I wasn't really thinking this through, I mean, not just, not just this episode, but pretty much the whole progress of the podcast here. Um, I, I've you know, like I said on the last episode, I've, I was listening back to some stuff and I've noticed that I've done some things and, and I literally, I just got excited when I found why, you know, host and figured out, you know, what needed to be done, um, to get rid of these, you know, to protect your data and go into self-hosting. And I just got totally went ADD thinking that people would know, you know, assumed that people would know what to do. Um, you know, I just hit record and started talking without thinking and didn't put any kind of structure into it or really any kind of planning. So looking back over the last four episodes or two videos, I could see that I made those assumptions and, and, and that was totally wrong of me. Um, so the, I guess what I, I'm, I'm saying is I'm going back to basics here to explain myself okay so before getting too far go to the site and check them out switching.social okay i'm gonna stop talking and see if you can hear this okay so i stopped talking and he stops howling i'm home alone again the well i'm not alone i've got my dogs with me um boomers back there in the background howling because you know we're the only ones here and he thinks he's alone he kind of keeps forgetting that i'm still here <laughs> but i digress um let me rearrange this on the monitor so i can read better okay um like i said before we get started here just go to switching.social s-w-i-t-c-h-i-n-g dot social um it's a really great website it's what got me into into this and showed me just exactly how easy it is um so um, like i said i'm apologizing because it's going to be a philosophical one i'm hoping it's not going to be too long but what i've got written out to go into the show notes is 1348 words so i'm going to try to keep them try to blow through this without rambling too much. So let's face it. There's basically five companies that control the internet for everybody. That's Google, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, and Microsoft. There's no doubt that they have made it their sole purpose to control and influence every aspect of our online and offline lives. Not that they inherently are evil, 
And I'm not saying that they are satanic or want to be oppressive dictators or anything like that. But they are interested in one thing. Money. And the mass accumulation of it. Um, I read the other day that the total of five of those five companies combined is something like $3 trillion. Like I said, I don't know if that's right, but if it is, that's, you know, our, our country, the United States is in, is in debt right now for $17 trillion. So $3 trillion would be, you know, that's like a, what, a fourth of it? A third of it? No, not probably not a third. Maybe a fourth of it. But anyways, I'm not a math mathematician. So anyway, I digress. Um, they're interested in that. That's it. It's money. They have succeeded in convincing the entire world that by slowly giving up your rights to privacy in exchange for some quote unquote free stuff, that they can harness those privacy rights and monetize it for themselves. I have to admit. I realized this back years ago when I switched from MySpace, remember MySpace, to Facebook. I actually read the EULA, the end user license agreement. The thing that caught my eye was about the images. Whatever you put on there, they could use for advertising, and you didn't get any right to the money they made of your image. Why would a company not want to share that revenue with the user whose likeness they just used? Because they wouldn't have become multi billion trillion dollar companies making only a few people rich beyond their wildest dreams this is the reason why i have never submitted any of my podcast iHeartRadio. they specifically said the same thing in their eula not that any of my podcasts could ever gain enough traction that they would use it as in their advertising of their podcast portion of their app but just note you know, just to note that both Spotify and iHeartRadio have surpassed the king, quote unquote, iTunes, or now it's called Apple Podcasts, in becoming numeral uno in podcast discovery. So just put this into perspective. Back years ago, in the United States at least, if somebody used your picture in advertising for a commercial on TV or in print or on a billboard, they owed you money for using your likeness. Um, that's just the way it was. Nowadays, with the internet and the so-called free services from Google, Microsoft, Apple, and all this, um, you give that up. And not only is that you're giving up, you're giving up... All of your rights to privacy. Okay, now look, if you say, well, I'm not on Facebook, I never signed up for it. If one of your friends signs up for Facebook and they sync their contact list with with Facebook to help them, quote unquote, find their friends on Facebook, or this is true for Twitter too, um, if they sync their contact list, even though you're not on Facebook, Facebook now has access to your data. So get, you know, keep that into perspective there. And you didn't even give it to them, but they just sucked up your, your, your data. Um, but I, I digress. I, with millions of other people, didn't really care. It was a free social network that millions flocked to 
now it's a place where millions of people in the, all over the world spend the biggest parts of their day. They get their news. They talk with friends that they've never met. Let's be honest, if you've never met them in real life face to face, how can they really be a friend? And their entertainment. I know that my own wife and kids keep it open in a separate tab all day long, whether they're, at, whether they're working or at school. Twitter and YouTube is the same way. I have to admit that personally, I've never understood social networks. To me, it seems like it's only a only purpose is to give the average person who isn't really all that interesting a way to be relevant to somebody somewhere. I mean, I understand why it works. It makes everyone feel like they are important in some way. But it's sad that we as a society have to resort to Facebook or Twitter in order to find someone a couple of thousand miles away to fill a void that we should have been filled with by someone in our own backyard. I also understand the importance of, of sites to share ideas and the tech to everyone. But for a company to capitalize on a human trait, a human emotion, that being the need of communication and more specifically the emotional aspect of it is just outright wrong and in my opinion, despicable. Now, just let's just add on top of this the fact that these companies are run by humans. They have pers pers personal thoughts and opinions, too. They are, after all, humans, too. So what if they don't agree with you on a philosophical level or even a political level? That's another thing where that's got me pissed off, politics. Why the hell is everything so damn political nowadays? What happened to people being just able to, you know, just to think what they want to think. I mean, I understand that everyone has an opinion, but some, but opinions are just, they're just that. They're fact. They're not facts. Whatever. That's a different topic for a different day. Again, I digress. So these people who run these companies decide that they don't like a certain aspect of the political spectrum or want to, quote unquote, protect the general public from some pornographic content but their definition of what is porn may be different than its users so some artistic photographer gets their account shadow banned and nobody can see their pictures what if they were that photographer was using the account as part of their business that that has just impacted their business model and has basically destroyed their ability to conduct business the same for the political aspect what if a talk show host or a podcaster gets shadow banned and just outright deleted because the company doesn't personally agree with them? I know what you are thinking. Alex Jones and all these right wing hate mongers should be, you know, censored. And I'm right there with you on most of it. But stop and think for a minute. What happens when the other side happens to gain control? What if you believed in sudden what if what you believed in suddenly became the latest evil of the world? Free speech should be for everybody in the world. We are all humans, and it is inherent that we all think differently. Since the dawn of man and the accumulation of knowledge, humans have found ways to control and enslave others. It has only gotten more prevalent and easier. How do we stop it? I don't know. 
I'm not sure we can truly stop all of it, but we can try to be a better society with more ethical companies and allowing people to control their own personal data. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, Gab is good. I'll be honest. I got on Gab to check it out. I've never, I had never been on Gab and it was just like a month ago. I got on there. I started an account on Saturday morning and I deleted my account Monday morning because I couldn't take it. I could not stand it. It was not that it was all hate speech or anything or, you know, white supremacist Nazi stuff. It was every damn post was political and I, I couldn't take it. I mean, I'm, I, I know my opinions and I got no problem with other people and their opinions, but I don't want to hear them. <laughs> Just because you have a right to free speech and say what you want doesn't mean that I have a right to listen to you. I don't want to listen to you. That's why I'm not on Gab. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's the truth. Anyways, I guess I, I digress again. But there's only one... I've got a whole mess of links at the end of the article here. There's only one of the links below that actually talks about the one thing that nobody else seems to be really mentioning. And it's one thing that really pisses me off and burns me the most. You and I are paying money for them to soak up all of our personal data. Think about that for a minute. You're paying a third party your internet service provider money every month to willfully give you, give your data to these huge corporations to make money off of. What the fuck kind of shit is that? Why are we doing that? What kind of society have we become that we actually pay for someone to collect your data and in exchange to use their so-called quote unquote free service? It's just insanity at its highest level. We are people, not people products. This is why you need to take back control of your data. It is you and you are an individual. You are a human, not a product. I really don't want to relate to slavery, but it's the closest analogy I can think of. Humans are not a product that can be sold. And this includes your data because it is part of you. So I think you probably understand where I'm coming from. I mean, it's just, I just don't get it. It's, oh, philosophy part over. Done. My head hurts. So, anyways, in summary, now that I've pointed out that we are all under mass surveillance and being turned into a product, we need to make a change to stop them from, from monetizing ourselves. Um, just as a quick update, you can now find this podcast in seven different platforms as of this episode and some of the following ones, I wouldn't be surprised or really all that upset if Apple podcast never accepts it, but nonetheless is it is on anchor.fm, Google podcasts, Spotify, breaker, overcast, pocket cast, and radio public and your favorite podcatcher. Um, the next episode, we're going to dive into a bit deeper into what we need to use to replace, to get rid of these corporations from our lives. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to briefly go over what we 
what we need to do. There are some leaks. Let me pause this real quick. You can find the show notes at boneheadmedia.com. Uncle Bonehead strongly endorses Why You Know Host for your self-hosting project. Check it out at whyyouknowhost.org. Now, see, through the magic of of uh, podcasting, I was never gone that long. It just sounded like maybe I did a click, but I didn't. So I digress. Anyways, go over to switching.social slash guide to switching guide dash to dash switching. I'll have the link in the show notes. Um, this is very, very easy. This is a guide to switching over to privacy friendly alternatives. It's got just, you know, several quick little bulletin points. Number one, this is what really, you know, got my attention. You don't need to be a computer nerd. There's lots of alternatives are that are easy to use. And the aim of switching.social is to only list these kinds of alternatives. And that's what I'm following. I'm following switching.social stuff here. Um, you don't need to switch everything all at once. The idea of switching is to permanently move to more privacy-friendly services, and that can take a bit of time to do correctly. It's better to switch in a sustainable way than to have a bad experience switching. Many people have a transition period where they use both old and new services simultaneously or try out different alternatives before switch settling on one of them, which is what I'm doing right now. I'm working on getting this. Yeah, I'm trying to get free of Google I've already basically been free of Apple because I don't use their products. Um, I've I've totally switched over from using uh, Chrome. I'm using Firefox now full time. Um, the I'm not even using the Brave browser anymore. I was using Brave because it was fast at loading, and but it's annoying. I understand that they block ads, but the only ads you see are theirs. And I don't want to see any ads. <laughs> so, so it's kind of pointless to show me ads because I'm not going to look at them. Um, but when you do switch, you need this is important. You need to tell your friends. Uh, the more visibility alternatives have, the more likely people are trying going to try them out. You don't need to preach, but simply saying that you're a particular service or on a particular service helps the service get into people's radars. Um, like uh, you're getting rid of Twitter and you're switching to Mastodon. Tell all your friends that you're on Mastodon now. Give them your, your new, new, new link. And for God's sake, stop posting to Twitter too. Don't post on Twitter and then post the same shit over at Mastodon. If you're going to make the switch, make the damn switch. You can just get... I see these Twitter bots on uh, Mastodon, and it's really chapping my ass. Because you see these, you know, they're like, well, I'm 
going to use Mastodon. I'm going to be on the Fediverse, and I'm going to be free and open source. But I'm still going to post on Twitter because I hate Twitter. If you hate Twitter, what the hell are you posting on Twitter for? I'm going to, I hate Instagram. I'm going to stop posting on Instagram. I'm going to switch over to PixelFed. And, 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 but I'll post 10 times on Instagram before I post once on PixelFed. That's just flat out stupid. You're being a hypocrite. Stop it. If you're going to make the switch, make the damn switch. Okay, not... Not everyone can find the alternatives that's, that suits their needs. But that's okay. Just switch what you can. New alternatives are being developed all the time. And if there's nothing that suits you right now, there may be something suitable already in the pipeline. Switching.social has a section called Bubbling Under. And they've got a lot of stuff in there. Which is where I found Why You Know Host. And we'll get into that here in a minute. Um, if you don't know anyone who can offer advice, I'll offer advice on what I've found so far. Um, you can also contact switching.social. They've got their email. They're on Twitter too. Um, but Mastodon and Diaspora. I'm, I'm, Mastodon is where I found them. And, you know, they... I mean, it's just... Stop posting on these other centralized services. If you're making the switch to decentralized social networks and the federated universe, the federalverse, leave the others alone. <laughs> I can't say it enough. Um, I mean, and their last thing is don't scare people who don't want to be scared. Some websites discuss internet privacy are quite frightening. And in a way that have a, they have a good reason to be because some dangerous things are really happening. However, not everyone wants to hear about the threat of mass surveillance when they're eating their cornflakes in the morning and already overwhelmed with concerns about their job, family, bills, etc. A positive, non-scary approach may sometimes be a better way of letting people know about alternatives. For example, many people have observed that Mastodon is a lot more friendly than Twitter or Facebook. I can guarantee you that. I've been on Mastodon for two, three months now. I'm never posting to Twitter again. And I'm never going back to Facebook. I haven't been on Facebook in probably six, seven months. I think it's probably been back around Christmas time or before Christmas time that I was on actually on Facebook. Um, I still keep my account over there because my bandmates are using Facebook messenger for, you know, conducting their, our band business. And I'm, I really need to get them to stop that, but it's them. I can't make their decisions for them. So that's, entirely up to them and I got to go where they're at. You hear him? I don't know if you can hear him, but he, he yeah, he's howling now. But, but uh, <laughs> poor dog. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. It's, 
it's just one of those things you need just there you go just stop posting to twitter and mastodon in the same day because it's annoying and please please just stop so right now we're just going to go over some stuff um i'm going to in the next episode we're going to uh dive deeper into the actual individual apps but this is what we need to look at that we're going to re need to replace to get rid of ourselves from these you know rid ourselves of these companies um communication email chat conferencing stuff um office stuff documents you know collaboration documents things like that file storage or sharing um your news you need to replace your news where where you get your news from. Um, social networking, you're rid of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that crap. Um, education, you, we need to replace that where you educate yourself from and that kind of thing, and where you can get your entertainment. Um, these can all be covered using some ethical and free companies such as Framisoft. Um, I'll have a link for them in the next show notes. We're going to go over that. And, you know, but if, we, if you use a company like Framasoft, they're a great company. They're awesome. They are fully into free and open source. They are completely open. They even, I think it's them, or is it, yeah, there's a thing called Open Collective, which is kind of like uh, Patreon, but it's all open source. And for people that donate money to the company or podcast or whatever, um, you your books are open. The people that donate to you can see what you're spending the money on that they donated to, <clears throat> which is very cool. Not many companies do that, but Framasoft does. Um But just keep in mind, if you're going to use something like that, just keep in mind that your data is in the cloud. Now, a cloud is just basically somebody else's computer somewhere else. So you just keep in mind, your data is on somebody else's server owned by, owned by a company that's ran by real people you don't personally know. So your options are basically to purchase a VPS from a reputable privacy conscious company or host your own server in your house. Um, both of those options can be solved, can solve all seven of those things that we need to replace really cheaply. And it will still remain in your personal control. But like I said, just remember that the VPS or you're using another company, remember it's on somebody else's machine somewhere else in the world. Technically, the only way that you can have it truly in your control at all times is if it's on your personal machine. So just keep that in mind. And with that, we're going to call this episode done because we're basically, you know, half hour already. And we're going to tear into this, some of this other stuff in episode number six and 
We'll see you then. Always be good and always be safe. Don't stick your finger where you wouldn't stick your face. Mastodon, Pixel Fed, Plume, and PeerTube. Email us with questions, tips, or just plain old bitching about the show at UncleB at boneheadmedia.com. Intro and outro music is generously provided by Umpha. Find him at patreon.com slash UNFA that's patreon.com slash UNFA